You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Weekly Mobcast, your look at what's happening in pop culture and what's going on in the Mobcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Mobcast Network or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Mobcast Network. Now here are your hosts, Scotty and Stephanie. It's the Weekly Mobcast, episode 53. 53. 53. It's a good age. I hope I... No. 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 She she looked at me with the evil eye. Oh, no. No. So we're going to stay 53 forever. <laughs> it's the last episode. Next episode will be 53. No, well, we have... It's a good say, number. I wouldn't number. say it's a good age. I think it's a fine age. Well, that's good. When I get 53, I'll be very proud of being 53. I would be proud of being 53 if I looked like I was 35. Oh, you'll look like you're 35. You look like you're 22 now. All right, good. So it all works out. <laughs> I'm your host, your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty. And I'm joined by our felicitator of fun, Stephanie. Because I knew she did. I was going to say it. I was did. she? I was. In my head, I'm going, oh no, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. And in my mind, I want to say facilitator. Facilitator. <laughs> and, I, and I was trying to say, don't say facilitator. Don't say facilitator. Well, we, it's felicitator. Well, we took last week it. off because of the Labor Day holiday. We did. And so I, I didn't know if you. No, I'm already. I have embraced my title. All right. All right. Well, then. Uh, the the fel- felicitator of fun. <laughs> We'll make t-shirts. That'd be great. Uh, yes, we apologize. We did take last week off. We could have recorded, but we were like... Eh. <laughs> we were so tired. It was... Uh, but I'll tell you why we were tired. Um, we went to D'Iberville, Mississippi. Again. Again. And we saw the never-ending story. Yes, we did. And it was awesome. It was awesome. I loved seeing... Parents that had seen the movie when they were kids, bringing their kids in to watch it in a theater. Oh, that was, yeah, that's very, very cool. That um, was, that was so much fun. But we got caught in some, um, like, road construction traffic on the way home, so uh, that's why we were late yeah, getting here like and we were tired. Yeah, yeah. Like 30 minutes, and, uh, we, and uh, if so, you know, if Mississippi gets a road straight, we could have recorded last week, so I blame Mississippi for this. Yeah, absolutely. I am just, I'm blaming Mississippi. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by Validation, the webcomic. You can listen to the ad now. Validation, the webcomic, written by Christian Baranek and Kelsey Crawford, follows the story of Allie, a transgender girl doing her best to live a fulfilling day-to-day life. Follow her triumphs and challenges as she dives into a sea of science fiction, webcomics, cosplay, conventions, and of course, dinosaurs. Catch this charming webcomic every Monday and Thursday at validationcomic.com. Validation, the webcomic. That's Validation, the webcomic. It's a good webcomic. I really like it. Uh, Kelsey Crawford, uh, who has the uh, who does the art for Validation, has a brand new Kickstarter, and there will be a link at the end of this in our show notes for it. Go support her. I did. It's she's her artwork's great. I love her style. It's 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 simple. It's clean. It's clever, and. Uh, Everything looks like it's done by marker. <laughs> and I love that. It's very charming. I, I get a kick out of it. I lo- I've, I've been reading Validation for like, I don't know, it's, oh, so I guess since the beginning, beginnings of three years now. Wow. Mm. Go, Kelsey. Go, Christian. Good, good comic. Anyway, back to the never ending story. How to get business out of the way. 
It's always good to get that business done. Yeah, we had to get that business support done. Support our friends. Support, support our, our people. Friend. Right, exactly. That's what we do. Absolutely. That movie, though, I absolutely loved watching it again. I had not seen it since the first time I saw it in theaters. Wow. So it's it's been a minute. So it sparked some stuff in you? It really did. Well, you know, uh, you remember... When, when you watch a movie as a child, you remember images, you know. Right. Of course, I, I remembered, you know, the luck dragon. I remembered images of, you know, uh, just a few things here and there. But I, had, I really didn't really remember the movie itself, the plot, right. you know, of what all. And it was just fabulous. And it's so it, it, different perspective watching it as an adult. It was my first time seeing it on the big screen. I, the first time I saw it was in the fifth grade. In Miss Simon's class, and you know how sometimes, or when I was a kid, I don't know if they do this anymore because I haven't been in school. But then you know, on a Friday or something, they would just you know, in the end of the day, we just watch a movie uh, as a treat or something. And this is something that she had, and we watched, and I fell in love with this movie, love this movie. And it was funny going back and wa- watching it, especially on the big screen. I. I I never realized how much it has influenced my own writing right. and my, you know, and the, and the things that I that I do on the side that are not with the network, and uh, like my web comic, you guys will see a lot of never ending story stuff in that. I just like, wow, I almost ripped this, <laughs> 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 almost not really, but like a lot of it, you know, uh, you know, really inspired me as, as a kid, and it's funny how you think influences just hit you, and this one just kind of brushed over me and. Bathed me and let me go and let me create stuff. It's and I guess that's kind of the spirit of the never-ending story. Yeah, is imagination and, and it is, and, it is, and um, which is so. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, it's so relevant to right now. I think because we have so much technology, right? So much um, TV and and computers and cell phones and things that people use as entertainment where they don't have to use their own imagination. Um, and I'm a reader. I'm a heavy reader. I read all the time. And I, you know, and it's about this little boy who reads instead of doing all these other things that kids do. He's a reader. He he likes using his imagination and creating these worlds in his head, you know, from the books that he reads. And, you know, I can see a whole generation of people not reading right now. Right. And it's scary to think about it. I, I, don't, know I don't know if they're not reading. I think they're reading differently. Um, I think, I think... People are reading. I mean, I, I, you know, the internet's. Uh, I'm trying to get all preachy, but well, no, I mean, I, I think I know what you're saying. Right. They are reading. There are stories. There are, but when you read something off of the internet, when you read, um, are are in, in any of these other mediums, usually not all the time, but usually there's already pictures there for you, images of this right. world. So you're not having to develop that on your own. You can't. You can't create everything for you. So you, I mean, it's like it's like those old. I used to read a bunch of like the D and D books and things mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And there's a guideline of what they look like and that world looks like and uh, characters look like. But 
from then on, it's all in my head. It, right. It's just like, okay, as an author, especially, and I, and I understand where I come from because I do webcomics. As an author, you know, I have an idea of what I want someone to look like. I would like to share that for it. And I can I can describe that, and I will. But I think it's easier for me to to have at least just a primer for you to go by. This is what I think, you know, mop should look like. Right. Oh, absolutely. And uh, but you can take it wherever you want to after that. You know, in in whatever her adventures are, you 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 can carry that on with with you. So, uh, but that's what I appreciate about this movie. The other thing that I really got a kick out of the fact that, like, is, um, how well it held up. Oh, yeah, it's a thirty-two-year-old movie, and it it was amazing. It was great, and and yeah, the the effects were look like they were done in nineteen eighty-two or eighty-three when they it's eighty-three, but the um, it's like it was great. When you when you look at when it, those effects were done, and of course they they had a little. Um, Intro before the movie where they did a lot of the behind the scenes yeah, the, and a lot of the special effects yeah, stuff. Some had a really good um, yeah behind the scenes look at the beginning of this film. What they That's accomplished fabulous. with what they had to work with in the early eighties was amazing. Oh yeah, so the, stuff I didn't know, and I and I, you know me, I'm trying to be as film savvy, especially about stuff I, I like. I try to you mm-hmm. know I try to discover. It's how I've always been, but for some reason I never did that for the Never Ending Story. So I didn't realize it took like 30 people to make the rock biter move. Oh, yeah. And so they have the, these images and videos of all these puppeteers that are just that operate just as eyebrow or his, you know, his his cheeks and had to work in 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 this um, synchronized way to make him speak. Right. And then they had That's to hard. do it along with the sound with the soundtrack. So his mouth moved right. correctly according, you know, and. That's hard. Oh, yeah. That's really I hard. I can't. I can't imagine having to do it. I'm glad there's people out there who who did that. I mean, you know, you know, I'm a guy who who respects a, a good the technical age as anybody, but there's something that's just I mean, magical about that. Right. Probably do it easier and cheaper with CGI now, which is and, and probably make it look good. But to know there was 32 people making that puppet move is that so, one puppet. Was, that one puppet was is amazing to me. And so, and all the things that they did to make to create the worlds, and I mean, it was just fantastic. The I, I, things I, I did not know about the film was that it was the most expensive ma- movie made outside of the United States and the USSR at that time. I'm really curious what the what the USSR was making because there's a there's a period of time where um, Russia's making. Uh, I mean, their their movies. I mean, they had a film industry, but it was it's very heavy communist and heavy much. They're really much about. Um, real heroes that was kind of their thing you know they were you know we're we're going to talk about you know these um great soviet or these great revolutionary heroes there's right. a great um i cannot think of the title but they're on hulu which is a cool thing about hulu they have a whole whole bunch of foreign films and uh, i took international cinema in college and one of my movies i watched was this russian western Okay. Right, and so um, it's interesting, but it took a, one of their. What are they riding horses in Siberia? Yeah, and, and Robin <laughs> Banks and the uh, Robin uh, trains and. Um, That's crazy. It's crazy, and it, you know, it was filmed in the seventies. It looks like it films in the seventies, but it's a, and it's supposed to be like, at the time of the revolution, so you know, you know, the, World War One era, nineteen eighteen, maybe a little earlier. I, I think it's nineteen eighteen, but. 
the dress is kind of still 70s because budgets there you go (laughs) so um but i you know i really just the look of the never ending story oh it was breathtaking and oh i'm thinking about it now i'm glad i have it on (laughs) blu-ray and they had you know such great young actors too oh yeah i mean it was just they were really believable that's true that's true uh the kid who played uh, Treyu was in a bunch of other stuff, uh, and uh, even if you listen to the Bros Booze Movies episode of Troll, he's in Troll. Mm-hmm. Uh, plug for that show. That's later this week. There you go. I think about airs Friday, so you should listen to it. Um, we're both on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are, and it's great. <laughs> I got a lot of, there's a lot of plugs this, uh, this episode, so but that's one of them. Um, I really, like I said, again, I really, really enjoy the Never. I recommend if you've never seen the Never Ending Story, go see it. It holds up. See, I have a, a friend who I talked to um, while we were watching it or that evening whose kids have never seen it. So I think I'm, I'm, I may send her a copy of it. Sure. Her kids need to watch that. Yeah. Um, uh, I recommend it, especially if you're a friend of like uh, a fan of the Dark Crystal or Labyrinth. It's kind of in that vein of genre, like genre of entertainment. But you know, it's a kid's movie. Um, it, while it's a kid's movie, it's. It's still German in nature, so it's kind of rough. It's, it's got some touchy-feely parts. Right, it's, you like, know, it's so like life is harsh. Where it pulls on your feels. Yeah, it's like, it is, and so, um, I mean, I won't lie. I, was, uh, I have seen this movie a ton of times when I'm in the theater watching. Uh, it's a 32-year-old movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just spoil it. Spoilers. Um, so... In this movie, there, I think another reason why I connect to this film is the the hero of is a, a young Indian, Native American. No, there, he's not. There's no American. He's not American. <laughs> sure, he is. Yeah, and he's an indigenous <laughs> people. How about that? Let's, let's do that. Let's he's do native. That. Yeah, and so he's he's a tribal person, and uh, you know, as a, as a as a Native American growing up, I mean, there's not many heroes that are. There's not a lot of Native American heroes in film. We're usually the bad guys. So to see this boy, and I, I saw, I guess I had to be ten because he was ten. I remember relating to him, right? Yeah, Atreyu. And so Atreyu has this horse Artex, which is a bizarre name, but you know Germans. And <laughs> um, he's on this quest to find a cure for the this the emperor empress because the world they're living is collapsing. That's pretty much the the, the basis of that part of the film. And he's he's the only one who can be on this quest. And he's on this quest, and he goes in this place called the Swamp of Sadness, where apparently it, it's a bummer. <laughs> it is horrible. It's it's terrible. And it's a real set. It's just it was this giant mud puddle, right? Yeah, that they built. They brought in dead trees and mud and mud and mud. Like and, down you know. here, you need like a truck to drive through that. I mean. It's I know some rednecks who would love to do that in the Swamp of Sorrows. <laughs> it was bad, but um, apparently if you let the sorrow take you over... You drown. And so the horse, apparently can get, who can feel sadness, drowns. I was... My eyes were moist, I won't lie. I was just like, oh, don't want to cry in front of these people. <laughs> but I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. Anyway, it was interesting to learn because they really sink this horse in the swamp. <laughs> it ru- it ruined it for me. The, the um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm so when I watch a movie, I watch special effects right. because I that's my jam. So watching 
the little preview that we got and how they they talk about how they sink this horse. Right. And showed it, you know, like all the how they train the horse to be very still and how they had this kind of like it's a yep. hydro- it's hydraulic a hi- thing lift, that yeah. lift and it just, you know, sinks down and the horse, you know, just they have them trained to just trust that they're not going to drown them for real. Because, you know, for the horse's perspective, they really are sinking and like right. the horse and they're showing like images of like the horses freaking. I kind of I'm not touchy feely about animals, but, but I was feeling bad for this horse that's like thinking that, you know. The end is coming. <laughs> right. And they had to do this with this horse. Three horses. They had three, three horses. And they had to do it several times in order for the horse to realize that they were not going to be hurt. And they could relax and act. These are actor horses. These are trained horses that perform. And um, so during the scene in the movie, I didn't get all the feels because I was too busy trying to pay attention to like all the the you know special effects of what was had been talked about before. I, I kind of agree. I wish they would have put the. I'm glad the feature it was there. Yeah. I would have liked the feature it at the end. Yeah, I would too. Would have let me have the experience of the movie again. But I mean, you know, that's my only complaint about it. Yeah, um, but it was still great. Oh, it man. was still amazing. It was, and I kind of well now I kind of enjoyed watching it from that perspective of let's look at these things and now that i know how they work let me look at it through those eyes oh, yeah. so i kind of liked it oh yeah i it's funny because i mean you see that scene where where our text is about to be they don't show him being swallowed but because they don't have to hey it was the 80s you know what's great about it, like today they would show this horse just get swallowed up right What's cool about this film they didn't have to no you see you see the horse it is up to its neck and poor Atreyu is crying and screaming and tugging at the reins trying to get this horse to move. And he's not. And those big, giant black eyes look just so defeated. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm getting upset. I mean, like... The horse has has emotions. Right. This horse is like, I'm doomed. <laughs> and this is not a CGI horse. No, this horse is... And <laughs> even though he's trained, I bet the thought, if he, the horses have... If they have any inkling of human-like thought, and you know they're animals, but you know if I can personify that, yeah. I would be all right. This is the end. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Just, I'm a, he, that horse has made peace with whatever god the horse got. Yes, <laughs> he's like I'm going to be a My Little Pony after this. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and so, and then the scene cuts, and then you just see a Treyu just by himself. Holding this rank, oh. oh, it was it was heartbreaking. Oh, it's heartbreaking. And so then you, he's having to trudge through the rest of the swamp by himself, and he is so defeated. Right, he's oh, it's such a good movie. So if you got like, I, I like it's a kids movie. It's a kids movie. Yeah, that's a kids movie. It's by a kids the way. movie. It's amazing. And, and and if uh if you got sensitive kids, just a forewarning. There's a couple of moments like in that. I won't ruin the other one, but uh. You know, I really just want to talk about that. It's a 32 year old movie. You should have seen it by now. Unless you're six and you should see it now. You should be like, Mommy, I want to see this horse drown. <laughs> Maybe don't put it that way. No, no, no. You want to see the luck dragon. Yeah. Oh, he looks like a dog. He's great. I love Falcor. Falcor, I want, I want a luck dragon. So, what's your favorite part of the movie? Oh, let's see. My favorite part of the movie. Oh, there's so much of it. Um, I like there's I don't know. Let me think about it for a minute. What's your favorite part of the movie? I like I and I've always liked as a kid. 
um, when Atreyu goes through the Southern Oracle. So in the movie, right. there's these giant sphinxes-looking things, mm-hmm. these, these, these oracles. And you have to go through through them to continue on your way for, to the Southern Oracle. But... Um, but if you're not, if you're not, if you doubt yourself, it will kill you. <laughs> it will straight up murder you. That's right. And so, you know, there's a, there's a weird little tiny guy who's like a, I would call him like a gnome scientist. He's very gnome-like. And he's been studying the Oracle for hundreds of years, it seems like, or most of his life. And he's got, te- you know, he's got a telescope and he, you know, you can look down and there's this warrior in cool ass armor and he's on his horse and he's going mm-hmm. to go he's going to go through this oracle and they watch it from afar and he doesn't make it cuz you know he gets laser blasted and uh, Atreo makes the decision that he has to continue he has to make this journey he's got to save right. the planet it's what he's got he's got to save everyone and so he goes and when you get closer and closer to this oracle you see to see all the bones everywhere and then you come up to the the, the remains of this armored knight and as his helmet's closed and the wind blocks it open. It's this torched, fried, burnt to a crisp skeleton. Has always stuck with me as a kid. Like, scared me. But it was like, I could feel that fear that Atreus is supposed to feel. I mean, right. m- it's hard He's for all him. like, he's very confident up until he sees that. Right. And so are you. And, you know, you're like, okay, I got this. We, it's, it's two statues. We can get through it. We, we believe in right. ourselves. It's hard for movies to do that. Movies are supposed to, to help you relate and bring you in. And... Like, I like a lot of movies, and I see a lot of movies. I'm entertained by a lot of movies. Um, I just got uh, Captain America: Civil War, and I we I saw it in the theaters. And but while I was drawn to the action and the story, I didn't feel I didn't have the feels like I was a part of it. Right. Even as a 39 year old man, I'm with Atreyu on this journey. And I feel what he's feeling on this journey. And because when I was, you know, 29 years ago when I was 10, I, I felt the same thing. Right. And so um, it's just, um, um, I don't know, just amazing to me. And, I, and that, that's why that scene resonates with me. I just. That, I like that part. I think, I think that um, it's the part kind of right before that. That I really enjoyed the, you know, once he's gone through the the swamp of sorrows and he finds what he's looking for, which is what what was it called? It was the big turtle thing. Uh, Mora, the, uh, yeah, Mora, the uh, ancient one. Yeah, the ancient one. We don't care. Right. So he finally finds this ancient one that's supposed to have the answer to what he's looking for, which is a turtle with allergies, which is great. <laughs> yeah, and he does not give two craps about helping this poor kid or about what's going on or about anything. So here's Atreyu who has gone through the swamp. He's lost his horse. He's he's found what he's looking for, found the person that he was seeking who basically refuses to help him. And now he's like, I, I'm done. I have nothing left. You know, I failed. I failed my quest. And right when you're about to lose hope and you don't know exactly, you know, what's going to happen next, he gets swept up. Oh, oh, is it even that? He's so he's 
He's about to sink into the swamp because right, he's, he's sinking the swamp. He's right. being chased by this wolf thing that's trying to kill him. That's right. I mean, uh, th- I mean, it's, it's you're thinking you're at the end, right? It's peril. It's like credits. <laughs> right. This movie's German out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, here's this kid that's about to sink into the swamp, you know, because the sorrows have overtaken him. He's being chased by this evil wolf, um, and all of a sudden, he's grabbed and lifted up by this. Dog that flies, or, or, or luck dragon. Luck dragon. That's a dog. It's a dog <laughs> it's that flies. It's adorable. He's mm. amazing, but you know, and you see him in the next scene, and um, Falcor's sleeping, and Atreyu is sleeping in, in kind of in the crook of his arm. You know, that's yeah, very cute. It mm-hmm. is very cute, and he's, you know, wakes up and he's clean and he's safe and he's, you know, it just kind of gives you this hope that it's right. going to be it's going to be everything's going to be okay. And then he has to go through more trials. <laughs> so. I I love the film. Go see it. The the uh dryer agrees. <laughs> the dryer agrees that you should. You should go definitely see it. go see it. Go see it. Absolutely. Oh, such a fun movie. So uh, I guess we could do a couple announcements while we're, uh, we can. Okay. Um, so uh, Stephanie and I are going to West Virginia to ShakaCon. It's official. Uh, we'll be there uh, to, uh, September 30th, October 1st, and October 2nd. Yay. We have got so much going on that so weekend. I'm I am so about, excited. Oh, you want to talk about what we got going on. So uh, let's talk about ShakaCon first. Or do we should go in day order. How about that? So we're let's getting go there. in day order. All right. So we're going, we're, we're, we'll be up there um Thursday, October 29th, um, we're going to be at the Toys R Us in South Charleston. Look it up. You can find it. Um, they're doing um, a midnight release for the new uh, Star Wars action figures. So it's a hashtag Go Rogue. Go Rogue. Um, Toys R Us has got the exclusive. No one else is doing this, which is cool. It is cool. We covered it last year when it was Force Friday. And uh, so I reached out to Toys R Us again this year to find out if they'd let us do it. Said it wouldn't be a problem, and so they're setting that up with us. So we're gonna be there. Uh, we'll be doing some video. I know I'm gonna do some. Um, we'll do some Facebook Live with that, and some other stuff. So we'll have a we'll have a, a taped piece, but we'll also do some Facebook Live. Talk to some fans and kind of spend about an hour out there, and hopefully I can grab some new. There's some brand new Rebels toys, and I cannot wait. Everybody's excited about the Rogue One toys. Toys, and if you look, uh, if if you haven't been yet, go to Facebook.com. Uh, look up my Star Wars life. It's it's basically where. Mopcast is keeping all its Star Wars content because we were having so much of it with, especially now since there's a movie a year and there's Star Wars Rebels and there's talk of a new show. I just and, and books. Scotty's slightly addicted. Oh, I am slightly addicted, <laughs> and so I decided to focus everything to to uh, my Star Wars life. So go, go check that out. Um, but uh, I've been following a lot of just a lot of news, and so while everyone's excited about the Rogue One figures that look great, I'm excited more excited about the the Star Wars <laughs> Rebels. There's new Rebels toys, and I'm like. <laughs> so, I just want to get some cool stormtroopers, like the one you showed me. Yeah, there's some uh, great stormtroopers. Oh, here's something for you. So uh, I collect, uh, and we've talked about this a couple podcasts ago, uh, the Pensacola Comic Con one. But I collect the Star Wars Black Series, which are the six inch line of Star Wars figures. Well, they only uh, Hasbro. It's it's basically Hasbro's collector's line. It's, it's more geared for adults. Kids can buy them, but it's it's, right. it's geared for adults. No, I collect Barbies, and right. they have a line of Barbies more right. for adults. So I understand. So, so you'll love this. Um, last year, for Force Awakens, they released an adult-sized 
Kylo Ren mask. Oh, that's amazing. This year, it's an adult-sized Stormtrooper mask. <gasps> and what's cool, it's 70 bucks is reasonable for a Stormtrooper mask, right? But what's cool about it is that it has sound effects, and you can talk like a Stormtrooper. It, it does a, you know. Oh. So, you know. So, I know what I'm putting on my Christmas wall, list. Right, so. Oh, right. my God. Right, right. Oh, my God. Okay, so. For those of you who don't know, I I also love the Star Wars, but I am um. What are you from eighteen? I love the Star Wars. <laughs> well, and it, it's it's funny. I like that Dark Vader and that yogurt and <laughs> that all P three CO. And anyway, I'm a huge fan ham of the sandwich. <laughs> ham sandwich. I'm a huge fan of the Empire. The Aluminum Falcon is my aluminum favorite Falcon. ship. <laughs> you sound like my stepdaughter, who always calls the Cardassians the Kardashians from uh, from another show, you know, yeah. <laughs> Star Trek, but that's her thing. Anyway, um, I am a huge fan of the Empire. Huge fan. Yes, you know, I don't. Stephanie's evil. That's I don't. Why. I don't tolerate any rebel scum. It's just the, it's just the way it is. But anyway, that being said. I yeah, wait till you start love. With some rebels. You're gonna be like, okay, I like these rebels. Oh You're no, totally I'm sure. Well, no, I like all Star Wars, but as far as you know, I think stormtroopers are freaking cool. <laughs> There's so love. many in Rogue One. There's, they've made new stormtroopers, I and mean, we haven't got real new stormtroopers in a long. time. I know. I'm so excited. Um, my car. I have it kind of decked out as a stormtrooper. It's, it's a nice car. It looks like a stormtrooper. Thank it you. Really That's it's, it's a. Like I, a I have a Challenger, and um, it's it's a white Challenger with black accents that I bought because it looked like a stormtrooper. You're like, that's my car. <laughs> I did, so I have... It will serve me well. <laughs> so, and I have little stormtrooper stuff all in it, and so that's kind of my thing, but... Um, yeah, stormtrooper helmet. I yeah, need that. I need that badly. Yeah, there's stormtrooper. And it's it's. Oh, I'll show you pictures after. I'll post pictures on on the show notes too. And then I need some cosplayers to build me some stormtrooper armor, please. <laughs> get, get it all worked out. Um, uh, the other black series. I'm gonna get a stormtrooper helmet. I, I, my collecting is eccentric because uh, I, I mean I really like the figures, but um, and just a six inch line. I'll get it back then in, in a minute, but. The Stormtrooper helmet was something I've kind of wanted as a kid. And I'm like, and it fits my noggin, I think. I have a giant noggin. You do have a giant noggin. If I get just a little bit on I my I could head. probably wear the kid's eyes. But I, I think I would, I, I'm definitely going to get it. But the other thing that they're coming out with um, is uh, they're reissuing the the Luke Skywalker's lightsaber from um, Return of the Jedi, the green one. Uh-huh. Which I love. Even though I'm colorblind, I love the green lightsaber. And it's mainly because of the hilt looks cool. So right. I'm, I'm going to... That's on my Christmas list. I'm going to get the lightsaber for the end of the year because I'm 39 and I, I need a laser sword. I'm just saying. No, I think personal it's defense. Great. What, if, I, what if what if a Jawa comes and tries to steal my stuff? Let me tell you, you there there's no age limit on having lightsabers. You should have them. My um my son's getting married in December and his fiance Mazeltov. Yeah, Mazeltov. Um, his fiance has told me that their first dance is going to be a lightsaber fight. Nice. I hope she's not joking because I, I would love to see either. that. I want I want to see a lightsaber fight at a wedding because that that would be great. I just get us two lightsabers and we just because I raised my kids right. Right, you did. You raised your kids right. Well, have to get us two lightsabers so we can have lightsaber fights before we podcast. We do. I want a red one. 
<laughs> of course I do. Of course you do. <laughs> I want a green one so we can do it. Always is Christmas. That's it. That's <laughs> or St. Patrick's Day. Or <laughs> no, that's because I can't see it. But um, there's a, a checklist that's on the uh, uh, that I got from yakface.com. I recommend Yakface for all your Star Wars info needs. But they they put out a really cool checklist of, about what's available, so you can take that with you and see what you can get and what you want. So. I'm excited. I am too. So that's our first night there. That's our first night there. So we get there the 29th. That so uh, you know we'll be there about 11. The thing opens at 12:01. We'll be so tired, but it'll be a good show. We'll put it on a good show. So we're we're okay. Just so you guys have a picture in your head, we are driving from Mobile, Alabama, all the way to West Virginia, to Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah, on Thursday, staying up. Doing the Star Wars thing at Toys of Our uh, Toys R Us. You're about to go. Toys are mine. <laughs> toys are mine. Toys are mine. By the way, all these German jokes. I am German, so yeah, they're mine. It's all mine. Um, and and do that bit. Right. And then get up Friday and go to Shaka Khan. Yeah, we're going to be at Shaka Khan, and we'll have a table there, and you can you can meet me and Stephanie, and we'll talk and chat and. Sign things if you want them. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll get more, try to get more people to come listen to our awesome network. We'll take selfies with you. We will I, take, like, I love taking I'll selfies. I'll give hugs. I love giving hugs. Oh, I'm a hugger. So, we'll, hugs and selfies and whatever else we can do, we'll, 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 if we can do it, we'll, we'll work it out. Absolutely. And then uh, at, uh, at eight o'clock, we're going to be leaving Shaka Khan. And so, if you remember our intern, Elaine Abdallah. Uh, she has uh, gone off to do great things after helping us out of the network last year. Uh, she now owns a cafe, uh, and I hope I'm not butchering this name. It's Cafe Crema, and it's in uh, it's in also in Charleston. Um, there'll be there'll be a links and stuff at the end of the show notes where how you can get to us. Plus, there'll be a Facebook invite because. You know, we'll make people sure people are wearing it's on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, but Twitter. It'll be all on the social medias. Yes, we will. You will know where we are. Yeah, all the social media out there will have where, but it's going to be a live show. Me and Steph, Steph going to do, and so uh, that will. The plan for that also will be on Facebook Live too. So um, I'm trying to work out so we can do someone running in the Facebook Live so we can answer questions live and. Also, it'd be cool. Kind of like our um, ecto cooler experience. Yeah, like our ecto cooler experience. But I mean, it'll be a full show. We'll be recording. Them. So, so that week's show may be early, technically. So my plan is to we'll work that out later. But <laughs> yeah, we're doing a podcast show. <laughs> doing a podcast show. Friday, this, Friday at eight. And literally, this just popped up this morning. So I haven't got all the details yet. Yet, literally, this popped up this morning. I talked to Elaine and said, "Hey, um, that Friday happens to be International Podcast Day. Yay!" And so uh, I wanted to celebrate. We didn't get to celebrate last year because we were still kind of a new network and it kind of sprung up on us. But now I was aware of it. Um, I forgot to ask Shaka Khan about it beforehand. And so poor planning, live and learn. And so, but gave me an opportunity to, to head up Elaine's place and get some people in, in there to enjoy some great, great, uh, you know, uh, coffee and other coffee, coffee. And other coffee-like drinks. And they've got... Stuff and uh, Elaine's sweet enough to stay open late. They normally close at seven. The show starts at eight, so we're gonna. Do, so she's amazing for us. And That's hopefully awesome. She, hopefully, she'll say some words on the on the podcast itself, and we'll. So have some, please come support come, her. Come support her since she is staying open. Right, she is there for you. And so next week we'll ha- probably have better details, but right now it's there's that. And then on Saturday we'll be back at Chaka Khan, um, and then Stephanie and I are going to be hosting uh, our game show hashtag hashtag. Which will have a few surprises. Yes. 
some awesome surprises. Oh, I think they're awesome. I think they're awesome. They're awesome. Awesome. Uh, the the game show theme is going to be horror. I would say horror was our theme for the right. Well, most of our questions. Well, Shaka Khan. It is so. Shaka Khan. So it's a you know horror convention themed episode. Um, we're we're gonna have uh, currently. Um, uh, we'll have two wonderful contestants for that, and so, well, champions, two wonderful champions, defending to try to win our an audience member uh, a prize worth at least one dollar. There you go. So there's that. Uh, and then Sunday we'll be at uh, Shotgun again, and then we'll finishing our day, and then returning home to Alabama on Monday. It's going to be a busy weekend, <sighs> but I can't wait. I am so, plus I, I, I got to so plus I got to show you some things in West Virginia, and you got to meet a lot of people. There's I know a lot of Mopcast people up there. A lot of shows that are from uh, Memory Card Radios from from there, and the I, grill out in them. So I can't wait. I am looking forward to it. This is this is where you you basically left me for four years. I did, <laughs> and so um, I have to meet all these people because right, so they took good care of me while I was gone for four years. So so. Um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to get back and see everybody. It's also homecoming week for my university. Oh, that's awesome! So I try to. I'm gonna try to get by the university at least once on this trip to uh, say hi and show you around. Good a deal. Little bit. And so oh, nostalgia, fun. I can't wait. Um, we'll have to make the um, road trip interesting. Oh yeah, I've got plans for the road trip. So, um, I uh, I'm so 2000 late. But um, I've I've got back into Dub Smash. Okay. Because of the start, uh, there was a great compilation from the new crew of the new cast of Star Trek, the the newest film Beyond. Right. And they had a whole bunch of just Dub Smashes put together. And I was like, they look like they're having fun. <laughs> I want to have fun I, too. I have I have Dub Smash on my phone. I have Dub Smash on my phone. I think we'll be doing some Dub Smash on the way up there. We're gonna keep. I mean, it's an eleven hour trip. We're gonna we're keep. We're gonna do something. We're gonna do something. To, that <laughs> show tunes. I bet you there's gonna be a lot of show tunes. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Because that's how me and Stephanie roll. That's right. Hopefully you'll have uh, some satellite radio in the rental car. I hope so. I may have to demand it. <laughs> it's eleven hours. We gotta have some entertainment. That's it. If not, we'll bring the phones and we'll find some stuff. Oh, we got this. We got this. We got this. Um, I'm trying to think what else has been going on. Well, we we did see another movie. Oh, um, we did. We did. And I um, don't think twice. Yes. For some reason, that title will not stick in my head. I know. It's a hard title. Um, Which is weird. It's three words. Don't think twice. And I was like, I'm not thinking twice about it. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. I loved it. It's uh, Mike Birbiglia, it's his third film, second film. After it's his second film after Sleepwalk with Me, which is also brilliant. I didn't see that one. Oh, if you like, don't think twice. You'll enjoy Sleepwalk with Me. It's autobiograph autobiographical. It's autobiograph. Say it for me. Autobiographical. <laughs> there it goes. Words are hard, Stephanie. I, c- I can't say felicitator without thinking about it but i yeah. can say autobiographical <laughs> uh, autobiographical that's what I'm autobiographical there we go autobiographical right i think you could say it either way i guess it's it's about his life it's about his life <laughs> it's about his life. and so he has um a sleep disorder that he sleepwalks and he threw himself out of a second story window of a hotel once Holy crap! So this is what this movie's about. That and him and him starting out his his uh, stand up comedy and uh, he I don't know how bad is it is now, but there was a time where he could only sleep in a sleeping bag. He would zip himself up so oh he, wouldn't, he wouldn't escape and abscond somewhere. It's comedy. 
It's this <laughs> funny. This funny. But but it's real. And my, so. my oldest son um, was a sleepwalker. I don't know if he still does, but it, he would do some strange stuff too. I wish I wish I had thought to record it because it would have been entertaining. <laughs> I wasn't, I, when I was little, I was a little bit of a sleepwalker, but not much. I'm a sleep talker, though, sometimes. Oh, I'm a sleep talker. I talk all the time in my sleep. <laughs> Jamie right. can tell you stories. Oh, I can record that. Then. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I'll just set the recorder. I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed um, Don't Think Twice. And, and the reason why is I, I, I used to perform with an improv group. Yeah, so I, it's a, yeah, it's a movie about an improv group in oh, New yeah. York. Improv group and all the struggles of improv. By the way, you do not make money doing improv. I'm just saying. You you do improv because you enjoy improv. That's why you do improv. Or you might get on an SNL type show. <laughs> right, which, you know, probably is not going to happen. But the point I'm saying is it made me really miss improv. I have not done improv in a long time. And I, and I think because I got frustrated... Um, and they talk about this in the movie a little bit about the group, how like uh, there's one guy that they feel sometimes if like an agent or somebody from whatever show is coming to watch that he'll kind of showboat. And that was the problem I had with the group I was in is there was a lot of people who didn't understand improv. Right. And they would perform as an individual. They right. didn't understand the group mentality of improv. And it got very frustrating. So one day, I would like to find um, a group of people who actually understand improv and do that again. Well, if you're an improv, improv group out there. Yeah. If you're an improv group with uh, in driving range of Mobile, Alabama, I would love to join your group. <laughs> I would like to watch it. I'm more of a... I mean, I like performing. Mm -hmm. And I can do improv. But I like I, I don't have the love of it to be like, I have to do this every week. Oh, I loved improv. I'm like, I can guest star and come in and play around with some people. And then, you know, and then that's about it. I don't. Uh, well, there's just, you know, I just love imp improv really makes you think. Oh, it, oh, yeah. It makes you think. I think I'm too much of a director to do it. Yeah, because I'm more I gotta watch and then like how we can improve this and it's not it's not what it's no, about. You can't the, think. Right, Don't think. Right, it's about the moment. That's and right. I, and I'm really bad about the moment. I'm like I've already planned the moment beforehand. You're not supposed to. Right. I'm terrible. At, I'm better at bits than I am at improv. There you go. I can do it. But it was great. It was a great great movie. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Uh, a, a little close to home for us being performers because I know everybody in that group. I mean, I knew yes. someone who did a little everything. Yes, I I was. Um, what's her name? The girl who didn't go to the audition. Yeah. What was her Jill, name? Jillian. Um, no, well, I meant her character name. Well, let's look it up. We have the IMDb. We do. There's um, one of the main characters. Um, so they two of them who are dating. They get an audition to what, what is kind of like Weekend Live, which is their SNL. Weekend Live, which is SNL, basically. And um, he goes, you know, their their auditions are fifteen minutes apart, and they get ready to go. And she's like, "I'll meet you there. I'm not, you know, not ready yet. I'll meet you there." And she goes all the way to Samantha, played by Julia Jacobs. That's right. Who's from Community? She's awesome. She was great. She goes all the way to the building, and then leaves. Just doesn't do her audition. And I I cannot tell you, Scotty, how many times I have driven to an audition and have turned around and left. 
just, you know, audition anxiety, just right. not being, you know, um, confident or whatever the reason. Um, and it's like, oh, my God. Part of me is like, oh, thank God I'm not as crazy as I think I am. There are other people who do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so I felt a little bit of relief, like, okay, this is, this is I'm not alone in this. Other people feel this, too, because I have all these talented friends that audition for all these things and you know and, and I'm talking about stage because that's what I enjoy and um and they're like why didn't you audition and I'm like oh I didn't have time I've got this going on I got this no it's normally because I chickened out oh uh, there's a show that uh it's recent uh that's gonna be for that I love it's one mm -hmm. of my favorite shows and I've always wanted to be in it and I could have auditioned but I know the talent in this town and I know my life I mean it's the same show I chickened out of I'm sure right but I'm like <laughs> I, I've learned as I got older. I mean, this shows a musical. I'm, I love musicals. I'm not really good at them. I'm better at stage. I'm mm -hmm. better at stage performance. Just, just a, give me a good play and a good character, right. and I can dive into it. But I love this show. But I knew the level of talent that was going right. to audition, and I didn't envy the director at all. And then when I saw the cast list, I was like, yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> Though I can't hang with this. <laughs> This is going to be and I, I, so after I mean I could have gotten in the ensemble. Well, I, I think. could have gotten in the ensemble too, but but it's which is a fantastic ensemble by you. But oh yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a killer show. The thing is, is I you know I totally related to her. You know, being comfortable mm -hmm. in in the place that she was, right? Because she felt um, that she was good at what she was doing. She had confidence in herself at what she's doing, and you know. It's hard to step out of that comfort zone. I I, th I think for her though, it, it, she found happiness where she's at. Right. She right. was perfectly content at the level she and she was talented. I mean, she could have done. She could have. I mean, yeah. she she would have. You know, if they were, you know, honestly, and I think they allude this to the show that if the if the chances were down to one or, one or the other, they're they're a dating couple. She would have probably got the part over him, but you know, right. The, they they allude that there was a spot for both of them. They could have, they both could have done the show, but you know, it's not in her. It wasn't in her, and mm -hmm. and so, um, and they, I don't know, they handled that movie so well. I mean, particularly directed. I mean, because it's you know, it's part of his experience and the experience of his friends. And so it was, you know, I guess easy to to recreate that. Right. Um, for me. I relate to Mike Bobigula's character, Miles, because I often feel like I've missed my chance on stuff. Right. And that's him all the whole time. Is he's he's desperate to get on this this right. SNL show and he's missed his chance because he may have never had it. That what do you need to be on that show? He's a fine performer. Right. But he's not at that level where he could have been on that show. And, you know, and 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 so I have days where I'm like, "What am I doing all this for? I should go find me a woman and a Brazilian <laughs> baby, and that's in the show, in the movie, and and settle down." But I'm I'm so committed to what I'm, you know. Well, I think the difference is though, and you do have a job and a career right. outside of. I mean, you you're doing both, so you do. In the film, he didn't have that. All no. he had was he taught improv and then he performed improv and he lived with what his sister or something. No, he lived with a group. The group had the group. a yeah, it was like a group home. Oh, okay, I didn't know how all that worked. Yeah. Anyway, he he lived in like this little tiny room and because because uh, the the whole cast lived together except uh, uh, Samantha and and uh, hold on, I am to be because my phone just went dead. I got okay. it. Okay, I got it. 
It'll come up there. It's the last thing. Uh, Jack. Yes. By who was playing by Kiki and Michael Key, who's great. And so they they're a couple, and they have an apartment themselves. Uh, Miles, Bill, and Allison live together, and uh, uh, the other one, Tammy, she has she lives with her parents, or her parents live with her, but they're super wealthy. So uh, another thing that I, I really related to about the film is how they um, were losing their theater their place to perform and they were you know having to find another place to go perform that is and unless you own <laughs> your your building that you're performing in that's a struggle for yeah, improv it's like wh- where am i going to go perform this improv you know because it's you know improv unless you're like a, a professional well-known you know, international touring improv group, you're not going to feel something like, you know, JJP or the Sanger. You need something small, you know, right. that people will come to. Most people like to drink when they watch improv, so it's got to be, you know, it's it's a hard hard thing to find. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and like I said, it, it's funny because people don't want to pay... People only pay so much for improv. Right. Because it's the risk of not knowing what you're going to get. Right. You know, stage play, you know what you're going to get. And so you understand there's, you know, there's a cost to this. But improv is like, you know, these are just four people or five people doing, why do I have to pay X amount? And it's like, because people got to eat and people, theaters got to stay open. And so. That's right. Um, it's a, it's, it was a good movie. It was definitely a good movie. Like I said, a little close to home, but good. It was. I enjoyed it. I, I called it beautifully bittersweet in my tweet. And uh, Mike Brigley retweeted that. So. Aww. Yeah. That's nice of him. Adrian Paul like responded to one of my tweets. Oh, that's cool. I know. I got all tingly. It was great. I've been uh I've been tweeting at uh two inanimate objects lately. Uh MTV Classics cuz I'm obsessed with it. Every morning I, I still w- can't figure out what channel that's on on my TV. <laughs> did you did you have VH1 Classic? I'm sure I do, but I don't. I never watched any. Okay. I, I watched any of the well, music channels. Maybe we'll have to hunt it down. We, for we you. need to hunt it down. But because, uh, and I think I've talked this before. But just just to recap, MTV Classic is playing a bunch of old 1990s and 2000s shows. What they really do, but they show 80s videos too, especially in the mornings. So in lieu of like watching the news or anything like, like important, I'm watching. I'm like watching. I love my 80s and, and like. That's uh, awesome. Oh, it's great. And your Tears of Fears and Madonna. And I woke up this morning to wake me up before you go go. I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> and I had forgotten. Wake me up before you You ever seen that video? Me. Yes. Um, I didn't realize how short uh, uh, George Michael's shorty shorts were. Yeah. <laughs> and no one knew he was gay. I was like, <laughs> because it was the 80s and we were all a little gay in the 80s. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember it was a whole the. <laughs> yeah. The- with a, yeah, I'm snapping and yeah. doing the Carlton at yeah. the same time. <laughs> so the, but they had a twofer for Wham. They had that and Careless Whispers back to back, and I'm like, nice. I was, I was, I was jamming. I was. I love '80s music. I I'm not too. gonna lie. I was, it was the music of my era. That is great. I want to do an '80s show just so I can, you know, talk about '80s. I, you know, it was funny. I was for a long time. I've been kind of like trying to dis- distance myself, I, you know, because the yeah, '80s was terrible. But no. Uh, no, the 80s, 80s was, was not terrible. The 70s was terrible. And I bet you there's people out there who's like, the 70s were the real, you know, maybe, no, but. I don't know. Even my mom, who, who of course, remembers the 70s well, um, says that that was 
a weird decade. It's 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 funny when I think about the eighties, I think about I, I, I if I could describe the eighties in one word, mm-hmm. I would describe it as colorful. That's exactly what I was going to say. Colorful. colorful. Yes. Everything was colorful. colorful. And you can't even see most of the colors that were right. there. But I knew they were colorful. They were it was colorful. I think the nineties I would call it extreme. <laughs> because everything became extreme and then it's from colorful to extreme. Yeah. I figure out what I'm calling two thousands yet. Fearful. I don't know. There's a lot of fear in the the, the first ten years. There's a lot of angry people now. Everybody's angry at something. Well, I don't know, now they're kind of angry, but like, because fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hatred. Right. We're all becoming the empire. We're all becoming the dark side. Is really what happens. Oh my gosh. Oh, guess what uh, comes on tonight? What comes on tonight? American Horror Story. Oh, season six. six? Yeah, season yes. six. Yes, I have it recording. Is it on now? No, I think it comes on at nine. Cool. We'll have to watch it. I won't lie. I only I've only seen all of season one and four or five episodes of season four. Oh, I am crazy about it. Oh, I hear it's great. It's it's never been from a lack of me not wanting to watch it. I just never. It's one of the ones that slipped through the cracks. I just never got to watch it. Trust me, I'm I'm with you. There are so many shows that I'm trying to catch up on now because. I just didn't have time. I'll tell you why I haven't been able to watch it. Why? Because I've been watching Star Trek. I've been watching Star Trek for like a year. And and it's bad now because there's... A, so there's a network, Heroes and Icons, which is, I guess, a spinoff of the MyTV stuff. Mm-hmm. But they show f- five hours of Star Trek. But the, 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 They show every episode of like every... See, you know, every show. Right. Like each day is like, all right, they start off with like the original series, which I don't watch. Um, oh, I T- TNG, and then they go like, like at ten o'clock at night. I'm like DS nine, nice. But that was the they're the other thing I've been tweeting at <laughs> <laughs> because they're on their Twitter. They they post pictures and funny, you know, of the episodes and something funny. So I've been doing that too. That's getting, on the TV too. Yeah, I have to discover that channel too. You and, have to help me discover this. And channels. so uh, I've enjoyed just tweeting at the the whatever intern who's doing this. This is so weird. That you, <laughs> you and I have this wavelength thing. That's why going we're besties. On. That's right. Because I have been on on the Netflix. Uh, yeah, Netflix. Once again, you're the, the Netflix. I was on the Netflix <laughs> on the interwebs, <laughs> waiting to watch the Star Wars <laughs> with the Aluminum Falcon. It was the Star Trek, actually. It was it was Voyager. I have been watching Voyager. Um, instead of watching all the shows I'm supposed to be watching to catch up on, I'm like, oh, hold on. I see haven't seen this in a up. while. Yeah. Janeway doing? Oh, she, yeah, she trying to cause trouble. She's trying to cause, she try to cause trouble. She is. I think they're in season two on um, here. Because they started with the first episode. And went I'm through. in season two right now oh, on Netflix. That's cool. the, the Seska's come back with Chakotay's baby and they were stuck on a planet and they cut Janeway's hair to start fire. That's all. I, I didn't watch all that episode, but those were the highlights. Basically, they cut her hair because she was tired of having to put it up for every right. episode. I, I think Janeway gets better, like better written once the hair gets off. Like Cisco when he right. shaves when his, his head. head. It's like he's amazing. Still my favorite captain. That's right, mine too. I love the Cisco. The Cisco. It's because that makes sense. I know because he is the Cisco. He is the Cisco. Yes, definitely. I uh, I guessed it on a podcast or uh, last week, uh, clobbering time because they were having their fiftieth anniversary of Star Trek, and I called in and talked to uh, Mike Alonzo from uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, 
uh, he hosts. He's been doing the show. It's there in five hundreds, almost six hundred episodes. He's oh doing, wow! He's done like four or five years, and uh, and uh, he's a great guy. Kind of a curmudgeon. Kind of a like you know everything he pulls past this decade suck. I mean, he's like he's very staunch, fast. Like everything outside of nineteen ninety whatever is terrible. Yeah, it's crap. And so, <laughs> and and maybe earlier than that, but he's like old school Trey, and, and he's an old school guy, and I, I really like him. Uh, he's a really nice, really nice fella. Um, but he has a has a great show, Clobbering Time. You can find him on Facebook too at facebook.com slash Clobbering Time Podcast. But <laughs> shout out to Mike. I'll put a link to the show notes at the end of the episode. So scottywhite.com, that's where you should go to see all this stuff. Because if you're listening to it straight on Podbean, which I'm thankful, thank you for listening to the, the show, but I try to post extra stuff in the show notes on the on yeah, scottywhite.com or Mopcast, the same place and we'll go to. Yeah, I have um, I have friends that, um, I have, we, we have people that listen to us that, oh. that have told me that they listen to us. And I do have a couple of friends that do will download it on their Podbean or whatever. And I appreciate that. You yeah. can get us on iTunes. But I when I post the link to our show, I always post the link to the website right. because we do add so much kind of fun stuff there. Yeah, there'll be so. movie trailers and links to stuff on this one. Plus, you know, we can help Kel- Kelsey with her Kickstarter. And, th- you know, that's the fun part about this site. Speaking of fans, I ran into a friend of mine who listens to the show. Uh, this is a shout-out to Marshall O'Hearn. Um, uh, they're writing to him in Walmart. and uh, But he, he, he he's a nice guy. He's a gamer and was, was telling me how, how he listens to the show. And the, I don't get that often. I don't get a lot because we get, never get comments. And if we do get, get comments, we never look because they're terrible. <laughs> you're you're because you know the internet's full of just bad things <laughs> i'm glad i don't get to look at those yeah that's where you luckily we don't get trolled often but we will it'll happen <laughs> but it's good to see people in per, you know person who who you know listen to the show and like what we do because we do this for no money no, i pay money awesome. to do this <laughs> As, um, a friend of mine um messaged me the other week you know when we put out the last one and sent me like a screenshot of his um shows that he watches his podcast shows and he says you're in you're in my top 10 Yay! you know so um daniel mcmillan cool. that's one of our fans shout out to daniel mcmillan million mcmillan so I was why excited. am i stuttering today i'm just having the, i don't because i'm tired <laughs> late it's not even that late <sighs> i've worked all day i know i didn't i napped yeah you had a nap i had to work it was awesome well naps are good i respect a nap I, I napped for an hour for every mile I did with my mom today. <laughs> it was great. One last thing before we go, because I forgot we were going to talk about this a little bit at the last episode, but we didn't record last week. Um, the 30th anniversary of Paul Simon's Graceland. Yes. It's also this year. And so, you know, I, I went back. I've listened a couple of times since that podcast. I've listened to it again. Talk about like how the never ending story holds up. That album is solid. That album is amazing. I remember um, when it when it came out. Um, my mother is a huge Paul Simon fan, always has been, and um, I, I I can't. What, what year did that come out? Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Eighty six. Thirty. So eighty six. Okay. Um, I remember. I was I was thinking I was living with her and I was so now I'm thinking that makes sense because I was still in school. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, she she bought she bought it and it was just amazing listening to it all the time. You know, going through the house and it was fun and it was making you want to dance and sing and great album. It I I was introduced to Paul Simon through this album 
I was a kid and uh, I was uh, so so eighty six. I was nine, mm-hmm. and uh, I loved Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah. And so he shows up with uh, he guest. I guess he's the musical guest for that episode, and he shows up with the. Uh, Lady Blacksmith Mombasa, the African group mm-hmm. in that album, and they do Diamonds on the Soles of the Shoes, and with the full the full African choir behind him, and I fell in love with the song, and and I had I had it taped on our VCR, and I wore that tape out because mm-hmm. I was always listening to it. Yeah, I, the rhythms in that oh, it was just amazing. And so, um, I, I our our tag will be. Probably diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Yeah, that's I, one of my favorites. And I, if, on I that. Can, and if not, if I, if I, can. it's not gonna be never ending story. Oh, we oh. can do two. We can do two. <laughs> Turn around. There you go. See, we never talked about the music for Never Ending Story too. It was great. It was kind of a traditional with some synth pop in it. It was really cool. But um, Paul Simon though, oh, it's great. It's I loved the. Um, of course, videos were like life back then. Oh, yeah. Everybody watched videos. So the video for um. Um, you can call me Al with Chevy Chase. Yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a great one. Love that one. Oh, that's a, that's a great, great The title song is, is the title track's great. Um, I love the Boy in the Bubbles, good, and I think my favorite song on the album album though is Under African Skies, which has a uh, Rosanna Cash at, on it. It's a duet between them, and he wrote it for her. Oh, so this is when he was dating Edie Brickell. I think right. I think this is he. Maybe he's still married Carrie Fisher. The Edie Bacarel Carrie Fisher thing happens around the same the same era. So he just got got around, didn't he? He had Princess Leia and was chasing a new Bohemian. There you so, go. <laughs> whatever. Go Paul Simon. Um, yeah, I remember watching. I'm uh, not watching, but listening to a lot of the Simon and Garfunkel as a kid, mm-hmm. and um, their music. I still enjoy. Mm, I mean, it's really great, and especially um, love the Disturbed cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, well, if I got a third tag, I would play that. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> Maybe for another podcast. It's all good. So it's we'll do good. we'll do uh, we'll do two we'll do two Never Ending Story and two uh, Diamonds on the Soles of Our Shoes. I think that's good. That's I good. think that'll be good. We got to have the Never Ending Story. Yeah, we we'll have to have the Never Ending Story. It's got to happen. It's, so it's very very cool. Well, I think that's about. I think that I hear the blues music. That's our our theme song for some reason. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, because I thought it was catchy. I like it. I like it a lot too. It reminds me of woo. It, yeah, kind of, kind of woo, kind of woo like. Um, if you don't know what woo is, look at uh, go find my YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at Scotty White uh, on the Twitter. Uh, ScottyWhite.com on the interwebs. Scotty White on Instagram. <laughs> Facebook, just look up Scotty White. You can find us on the network at the Mopcast Network and uh, we're at mopcast.com. And you can follow our lovely Felicitator Fun at, at Stephanie S. Ward 1 on Twitter or Stephanie Stockwell Ward on Facebook. Right, that's it for us. This is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours and enjoy the never ending story.
compensate for his ordinary shoes. She said, honey, take me dancing, but they ended up by sleeping in a doorway. By the bodega, and the lights on up a Broadway, wearing diamonds on the soles of their shoes. And I can say, Everybody here would know what I was talking about I mean, everybody here know exactly what I was talking about Talking about diamonds Diamonds on the shores of our Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Mopcast Network, on Facebook.com slash Mopcast Network, or just visit us at Mopcast.com. And remember, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Thank you for listening to the Mopcast Network.